Today's episode of The Anecdotal Experience is sponsored by Degree Deodorant and Antiperspirant. It gave me a rash at first, but it's gone now. It's good to see you back at the dote. The dote. Nah. I don't like that. That's a dumb nickname. I shouldn't have said it. Yo, we have a ton of iTunes reviews that came through. You guys are awesome, and I owe you shirts. Hit me up. Joe Young left an iTunes review, and he has a show tonight on April 28th in Miamisburg, Ohio at the Lucky Star Brewery. That's what happens when you leave an iTunes review on the Anecdotal Experience. I plug your show. Just think about it. Today, Phil Pointer is our guest, and Phil and I have a great time talking about family Talking about people in your lives that you don't enjoy having around. And sometimes there's a Venn diagram and um, the middle part is those people. Sometimes they're family. Sometimes they annoy you. Not my family. My family is great. They all listen to the show and they all support me. They all ask questions about it. I couldn't relate to Phil on that because my family's so good. But this is an awesome episode. Phil Pointer and the adventures of... Yeah, you can't have faith in people to do what they say necessary. You know what I mean? You can't implicitly trust people. No, 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 no. The look on my face is because I stopped having faith in people a long time ago. Yeah, good I'm for you. I'm a nice guy. And I'm nice to people when I meet them. Right. And and that's just because of the whole treat people how you want to be treated thing. Yeah. But if someone starts to act shitty. Right. It's not a humongous surprise to me because I don't expect anybody to be naturally good. I hope for it. Yeah. And I'm happy when I find it. Right. And most people are decent. Yeah. But when you run into those assholes, you're just kind of like, eh, okay, I knew you existed. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I always kind of thought you could be. Yeah. Yeah. I never you know, thought you were a saint. Honestly, my childhood, I was the outside kid. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll tell you this wonderful story. And it's an extremely short story, but it happened. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Um, When I was in middle school. Yeah. I was picked on a lot. Okay beat up a lot whatever i just i guess because when you when you grow up in the hood but your parents won't let you be hood okay you're an automatic outsider you know my 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 family wanted me to be educated they wanted me to be nice they wanted me to be pleasant i was going to church all the time yeah whereas i was around a bunch of kids who in their later years ended up in and out of jail okay but uh I also went to private school, which was still a private school in the hood, but yeah. it was what it was. And, you know, I was never really an overly aggressive person. I've always been a relatively nice person. Right. It's just been me. Um, so this was approximately fifth, sixth grade. Yeah. And, you know, I'd been picked on a lot, whatever. There was a kid, new kid, brand new to the school. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he fell in with the popular kids. You know, whatever. Fine. Everybody wants to be liked when you're a kid. You want to go in with the popular kids. At that point, I had been at that school long enough to where the popular kids just didn't like me. I didn't like them. We had our understanding. Right. I did not know this kid from Adam. (laughs) Okay. He hangs out with the popular kids, walks up to me. 
doesn't say a word, starts to size me up like 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 aiming like he's about to punch me. And I'm just sitting there like, hey, how you doing? Pleasant, happy go lucky. Yeah. Kind of confused about what the hell is he doing. Yeah. Punches me square in the chest as mm. hard as he can. Yeah. No words. Not, I don't like you. I don't know you. Fuck you. You killed my brother. Right. No, just did it just because. Yeah. And it's like when you have shit like that happen to you at that young of an age. Yeah. It formulates opinions in your mind of what you expect of people. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. So that's why it's like when, when and, and that was just one example. Like right. the, the rest of the bullying, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, um, happened. Right. But it was never a matter of me going out being aggressive toward people. It was about me being different. Yeah. You know, because I was raised as an only child. Yeah. I had a mother who valued education heavily and social change and what have you. So I wasn't overly worried about the nicest clothes and the popular. I mean, I loved rap music, of course. Right. So I was I've always been heavily into music. Yeah. But I was never overly athletic. Yeah. You know, I was never too concerned about popularity or I was real awkward or what have you. Yeah. So therefore, you know, all of the other bullying occurred or whatever, but it just put me in a mindset of with everything I went through that I don't really care. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't really expect you to be good to me. I'm cool by myself. I can spend hours by myself even now. Right. And, and be per- perfectly fine. Entertain myself very well. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's it's just how I am. It's who I am. I'm the same guy. Yeah, I can I'm, dig it. I'm the same. I don't do, I live alone. I spend a lot of time alone and I'm fine with that. Oh yeah. And I think it's similar to what you're saying. It's just your expectations of people are so, I mean, just really pretty low. Yeah. It's just kind of, and it's okay. Yeah. It's not. And, and here's the crazy part about it. It's like people may hear me say that and be like, oh, well that's Phil. He's the nicest guy. He's always right. pleasant. And it's, it's literally because of. I want people to be nice. I want people to be good. Yeah. I want people to be pleasant. Right. But if you're not, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, sure. So I'm not going to automatically eliminate people. I'm not going to automatically approach people as if they are assholes. Yeah. I'm going to approach you as I would want you to approach me. Right. But if you turn out to be what you are, okay. Yeah. Like I I I know you exist. I know you, the numbers. Yeah. I know the percentages. You hope for the best. Oh, You're yeah. hoping you meet oh, a yeah. saint, but you're probably going to meet a... Hope for the best, expect the worst. Yeah. Or prepare for the worst, sorry. Right. Yeah, that's literally... Yeah. Yeah, and people don't do that. And I have even realized that with my friends and things. Sometimes I realize, like, you know, I just have two... And they're good people, but right. sometimes I just have too high of expectations for them. When something happens or something, I'm like, man, really... I you have to love yourself and trust oh, yeah. yourself oh, yeah. to a huge degree because oh, yeah. even like I think probably like my parents are probably the people that I think are most on my side but even then you can't completely depend on them you have to realize you know at the end of the day like my parents will eventually die yeah and it'll just yeah. be me so I really have to keep in mind that it's it's really mostly up to me oh no it's definitely mostly up to you i mean number one like you said your parent we as human beings expect to bury our parents yeah 
That's just how life works. Yeah. So I can dig that 100%. Uh, I giggled when you were telling that story because I have, and I guess that's my theme is just shit that I've learned over my life. Yeah. Um, my mother had me in summer track when I was in high school. So I ran like for summer track team just to give me something to do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there was one time in particular when I, my first year doing it that um, we had to sell candy stuff right. like that to help support the the organization but they actually made you sign paperwork stating that you would do this yeah and so i'm freaking 15 16 years you can old swear oh just well, letting you know well you know what i like freaking okay, cool. <laughs> don't get me wrong yeah. i have a filthy mouth but right. sometimes I just, I just like that cool. word i'm just letting you know you can if you oh, want cool to, cool so. cool cool yeah uh well fuck that bullshit there uh, you go <laughs> so you're selling freaking candy i'm selling freaking candy yeah and well, see, here's the thing. My mom just gave me this paperwork and said, here, sign it. Yeah. And I didn't sign it. I didn't read a fucking thing. Nothing. Right. And so she's like, yeah, so you got all this candy. When are you going to get started selling it? Yeah. And I'm like, what candy? I didn't agree to sell any candy. Oh, you didn't read the paperwork I gave you? Yeah. No. I, what? Huh? Yeah. My mother was like, yeah, you always read. And that was the first time I learned that lesson was from my mother. Right. So it's one of those situations of, you know, I even that lesson taught me that even your mother can slide something on you. Right. You know, and then on top of that, my mom was actually a social worker when I was growing up. Children's services. Yeah. So I unfortunately got a good front row seat to parents who really didn't give a shit about their kids. Yeah. Like who cared more about drugs and alcohol or whatever else was out there. Right. Than they did about. So it's like. That mild lesson that I learned from my mother, plus all of the things that I was exposed to, because she was a, a single parent. Right. Her and my dad got divorced when I was very young. My dad paid his child support faithfully. Yeah. Without problem, without issue, without question. Yeah. Um, we saw my mother and father's divorce. They both come from very, very close knit families. Yeah. So when they split, each side chose a side and that's the side they stayed. So there was not a lot of interaction although my mother never ever ever gave me any reason to dislike my father okay when i had my own reasons my mother still was advocating me keeping close with my dad that's cool but um <clears throat> it, it was just a matter of she was a single mother trying to raise a boy in the hood right you know my grandmother helped as much as she could my aunt helped as much as she could my mother only has one sister so a lot of times i had to go to work with her yeah. Even though I wasn't supposed to. A lot of times my mom was heavily involved in social activities. So I had to follow sitting back in meeting halls, which is another reason why I'm OK by myself, because yeah. I had to sit in back of meeting halls a lot. Yeah. But that exposure to just that inhumanity that you see a social worker have to deal with on a regular basis, especially when you're talking about children's services. Cause these are the kids who have done nothing to nobody, but be born. Right. And these are the people whose primary function in life after that kid comes out is to take care of that child. Yeah. And they don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to a level that you would be like, Holy fuck. Right. Like, I am so... That is one of the situations where you actually can look and be like, I am so glad you are my mother. Right. <laughs> like... It's, yeah. It gives you oh, that wow. gratitude, that feeling of like, whoa, holy yeah. smokes. There are people... Because I've had that too when I've, I've heard, I've listened to people talk and I realize, whoa, your parents aren't there for you. Right. Right. At least I know, I guess in the back of my head, 
I know I can always go back home. Oh, yeah. Always. And then oh, yeah. these people, I'm like, well, where do you go? Like, if this doesn't work out or something doesn't, you know, where do you go? Who do you go to? And there's, I don't have, I have no one. There's, it's just, I got to do it for myself. And I'm. And that's a wild, uh, that's uh, one of the things, like I said, my grandmother was one of the people that helped me. Yeah. Help raise me. And one of the things that she always drilled home was the saying, don't make it to where you lose your keys to home. And that, explain that. It's figurative and it's literal. Okay. Literally, I still have keys in my pocket right this second to my grandmother's house and yeah. my mother's house. Okay. If I do something too over the top. Yeah. Like I have people that I have known who've had those keys taken away from them. Right. Like I can't trust you in my home. Right. When I'm not around, I can't trust you to have access because you have done things or yeah, no, you have done things yeah. that cause you to not, you're not be trustworthy. Able, You've lost the trust, you know, and, and you you're not your welcome and, and yeah. you're not welcome here anymore. Right. Like even to that extent, that's why don't ever lose the keys to home. Yes. Don't get your keys revoked. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Dude, that's such a, that is, I, I, I don't know what I was listening to the other day, but I, it's that exact thing of you think family is always there because there are people in my life they're family right but and you know if so if i don't like hanging out with someone i'm like well you're out of my life because this is too much it's too taxing for me right goodbye forever exactly but family it's like they're always there but then there's a point <laughs> where you reach and they say hey give me the keys back give me and, the keys and there it is this is painful for me and there you're it is yeah that's i've that's yeah that's uh, i i, I kind of tiptoe around it because it's a sensitive subject but i have a cousin who was addicted to drugs uh-huh. and that happened that occurred i mean yeah. you can still come through as long as somebody's here somebody always has to be here when right. you're here but i can't let you just be here yeah without me because i don't know what's gonna happen yeah and, it, and it's it's a difficult situation it really is but mm-hmm. It comes back all the way back full circle to what we said earlier. You have to take care of yourself. Yeah. And something that I've also been taught is that you can't properly take care of other people if you don't take care of yourself first. Because okay. if you are not well, yeah, how are you going to assist others? Right. You know, you're going to be the one that's in need of assistance. Yeah. And and I and I'm, I I come from a long line of people who want to help the world. Right. <laughs> My mother literally wants to save the world. My mom put me on a Greyhound bus going back to school in Alabama one time. And see, I have a lot of these little short stories. So yeah, you have those to are great. Me. Yeah, <laughs> those are awesome. But um, <clears throat> I was going back to Alabama to go back to school. Mm-hmm. We rushed up, side of the bus. She's standing on the bus. She's waving off to the side when I'm getting on the bus. I get on the bus, get to a seat, sit down, look out. She is embracing some woman who is in tears. Yeah. Never met her before in life. Right. And I'm sitting there like, oh, dear God, who the hell is my mother? Right. Fucking hell, what is she doing? This guy sitting next to me goes, yeah, that's my mom. Yeah. Uh, turns out he was, this was, I forget what hurricane it was that hit southern florida really hard okay and so he was going down there because he had just like finished being a big going to school for being a carpenter 
Yeah. And they were like requesting people to come down there and help them rebuild houses. And he was headed down there to help out. And of course, you know, his mom was sad and oh, I'm going to miss my son. I'm going to miss my son. My mother had never met this woman before in life. And she's embracing her like a dear friend. Yeah. And comforting her. That's yeah. the kind of family that I was raised in. Yeah. Well, you're super you're super blessed. But at the same time, you've done a I think being aware of the fact that I can never lose my keys. Yeah. And also being grateful for the fact that you're watching your mother embrace this woman who she's never met and realizing, well, I got a pretty good mom. Right, right. And I love my family. I love my family dearly. My family is a bunch of type A personalities. I'm not. Mm -hmm. Well, not to the extent that they are. So at times I felt that they were like really, really strict on me, like overly protective but on the same note i know where it came from yeah so it even though it's personally annoying and it goes back to the thing where we talk about family being granted yeah you always expect family to be there you know that there are some members of your family that if they were not family you'd cut them off like right. yeah i can't deal with that kind of a personality right. like you gotta go but they're there <sighs> every but, thanksgiving and, but see the thing is is that and not only are they there you tolerate more from them because they're family. Well, it, it's either they're, they're going to be there. So you either drive yourself nuts with resentment or you learn to let it go. Because they're not going anywhere. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. And it, and, it, and it sometimes gets, and with me being a person who is so comfortable by myself. Yeah. Sometimes it's easy for me to separate. But I know in the back of my mind that even with these people in specific, even if I separate, I don't want them cut off completely. Yeah, you know, I want I I, I still want that connection because they still mean that much to me. Right, you need a break. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. Like that's, that's one of the reasons I used to love living in Alabama. It's like yeah. I love you people even more when I'm headed south on 75, <laughs> heading back to school. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's nice to miss people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like at the same time when I'm on northbound 75 from down there, and it's been a few months since I seen you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Right. You know, because we're still family and I still love you. And I know that even though as much as you get on my damn nerves, you still love me. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still happy to have you around and still happy to have access. Right. To you. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And it's uh, it's a tough it's a tough thing. And you learn to deal with it. And oh, yeah. even I mean, stretching it a little further, sometimes I will see. My mother had this. She would kind of bring like friendship is similar too. It's just not as uh, right. But in in the same vein, my mom had a friend who was a drain on her. Okay, because my mom's like she's a great woman. She's she wants to help. Right. And there she had a person who she was trying to help, but this person was self destructive and didn't want help. They just wanted the attention, right. and it drove me nuts. Because I'm like, mom, you gotta. This isn't family. You've gotta cut this woman off because she's draining you and right. she doesn't care. Right. Yeah. So and eventually she did. Because I'm like, this is, this is okay. This is okay to cut off. You know. Oh yeah. But when I, someone's family like that, it's like now they're there. So what do you do? You know what? I and it's funny that you say that because when I was, oh, was I still in high school when this happened? I think I was. There was actually a friend that my mom had that was extremely extremely similar to that yeah like extremely like to the point where and <clears throat> this is the crazy part my mother owned a house and this woman that came over one day yeah and she fell legitimately fell hurt herself okay wasn't good she ended up staying with my mother her and her daughter oh man for like a couple of months yeah 
until my mother eventually had to be like, yeah, you got to go. Like, this Ugh. is this is too much. Like, and don't get me wrong. The lady legitimately had an issue at her home where she had a bunch of steps that right. she had to go up. Yeah. And my mom felt bad because they were friends. But it was like she was definitely one of those people that was overly demanding and would definitely drain you if oh you let them. Oh my gosh, yeah. And it's like, oh no, nah, uh-uh. And it took a couple of months and my mother was, luckily my mother eventually was like, yeah, you gotta go. Like, this isn't yeah. working for either one of us. There's always something, okay, those people, ultimately, I will say, they're bad people. They yeah. gotta get out of lives of anyone who's involved with them. But there's always something redeeming about that person, in which your mother, probably really nice lady, wants to help, yeah. saw this redeeming quality, and was like, but she's this. And eventually got to the point where she's like, I don't care, she's gotta get out. You know what, and that's literally, she was not a horrible person no. outwardly yeah she was just really whiny yeah and, and really needy draining and yes exhausting and, oh. yeah ruining lives right oh, they, they like a parasite just like literally yeah literally and you don't even realize yeah they're like a, an emotional parasite oh, yeah because you don't even realize how much they're ruining your life Emotional parasites are the worst ones. Yeah. At least with someone who is always asking for money, always asking for this. Always, and I'm not talking about people who are legitimately in need. I'm yeah. talking more about these succubus person. Yeah. When it's the the material things, you can you either have it or you don't. Right. You can say yes or you can say no. Right. When it's the emotional things, those are the worst. Right. Because it's like, especially if you're a nice person. You have this thing in you that always wants to help, always wants to take yeah, care it's of. It's dangerous, man. And it's the most dangerous because eventually you will find yourself with no joy because yeah. they will have sucked it all out of you. Right. And it's like you will find yourself around. And, and I'll be honest with you, as nice as I am, my mother's over concern, care for other people has made me a lot more cautious when it comes to dealing with needy people yeah it it has and it's not that i won't help if i can but if i am on the border my mother would literally give until she was depleted right beyond depleted yeah i don't do that no and it's because i've watched her yeah be drained right. be in crazy situations trying to help somebody who really just should have either figured it out on their own or should really stop bitching <laughs> yeah. about whatever it is. You got to have a cutoff point. Yes. I And I have that in my own life. There are people, I want to be nice. Mm -hmm. I want people that, there's the difference between the, like, the emotional parasite is usually nice. Right. Okay. Absolutely. They have to be because right. that's how they get in. For sure. You're going to be like, like, get, get bent to a person that's an asshole and is an emotional parasite. You're Absolutely. just going to say, get out of here. But if they're nice oh, yeah. and they just want to suck the life out of you, you might give them the chance. Yeah. And I've had that. Sometimes there's people in my life where I'm now, I'm like, you're nice, but when they approach me about stuff, they want stuff or whatever, it's not even, we talked about this in Faith Mueller's podcast, but it's that spending even an evening with a person that is exhausting it's such a commitment and it it's so and now I'm at the point where a person that wants to hang out with me and is that emotional parasite mm -hmm. I'm like ah oh, no I'm good I'll make up an excuse I don't want to hurt their feelings because right. they're nice but I 
I'm just, I'm like, I don't deserve that. You're, you're a terror to be around. Exactly. So I know I don't want to. And and I have to be honest with you. There is a level of maturity with me now. I'm 43. Mm -hmm. And so I have matured to a place where I am more accepting, but I still have that cut off. Yeah. Because when I was in college, I actually was in a couple of different organizations, fraternities, what have you. Yeah. And I would literally have people come to my door and knock and want to, you know, hang out and kick it or whatever. And these weren't bad people. They weren't even necessarily the parasites of which we talk. Yeah. But I would literally not answer my door. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I would just be like, yeah, I would much rather be. And mind you, this is me being fresh off leaving home. Yeah. Me being fresh off having my mom go through the things that she went through. Right. And me just not wanting to deal. Right. And so it was just a matter of people would knock on my door and I would just sit in my house and not answer the door. Yeah. And it's like nowadays, you know, number one, not that people are bombarding my door. No, I get it, man. But it's like nowadays I'm really and with comedy, especially I, I had to like change my mindset and start hanging out more. Right. And I, by doing so, I've met a lot of wonderful people in the scene. Yeah. Like, we have a great scene here in Cincy. We really do. Mm-hmm. And because I have matured past that super guardedness that that experience taught me. Right. You know, all the bullying from, from a kid, all the draining that my mom went through. Once I've matured past all of that, mm-hmm. it's like, I, well, I had to push past all of that to get to a place where I can start recognizing who is and who isn't worth it. Right. You know, exposing myself to more people. And it's like, okay, there are good and decent people that I probably could have been hanging out with in college. Yeah. That, you know, weren't as bad. But on the other side of that coin, there, excuse me, are mm. also people that I have literally had to just cut off. Yeah, you gotta you gotta protect yourself. You do because yeah. it was it's like there was one guy since I've been back to Cincinnati. Yeah, decent guy, but it was just he was one of those people that it was emotional. Like he was the nicest guy in the yeah. world, but hanging out with him would really just push you to your limits. Yeah, emotionally because he always wanted shit to go his way. Right, and. He, he thought he was more brilliant than he actually was uh-huh. and just shit like that. And it was just eventually like, I can't. No, cut I him can't. out. Get I, lost. I don't have a choice. Right. Like, sorry, but. Right. I got to just not hang around you anymore. Yep. And I'm not really a person that's 100% in the confrontation. So it literally happened to the point where I just stopped answering until yeah, he stopped You're calling. the guy that doesn't answer the door. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you don't, and I'm the same way. I'm like, look, I don't want to break up with you. I don't want to tell you you're not good enough. I don't want to tell you that you exhaust me. I don't want to do that. That's not what I want to do. Right. I just, like, I want you to get the point that I'm cutting you out because this relationship isn't beneficial to me. And and the sad part about it is, is that when you're a nice person, yeah, you know what the other side of that's going to look like. Yeah. But you still have to do it anyway. Right. And and, and that's, <laughs> I mean, even, yeah, dude, and we talk, I mean, yeah, same thing, like, yeah. um, uh, Faith's episode, we talk about it, the, at the end, we, like, we said, be an asshole. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to be that asshole, right. in quotations, right. to be that person that, like, that guy was a real asshole. He never calls me back. He never does this. He never gets back at me. He just cut me out of his life. It's like, yeah, he had to. Maybe look inwardly. Why would someone cut someone out of their life if they really found benefit in them? 
You know what? And it, it reminds me of something that I actually saw on Facebook that said, oh, geez, givers have to set limits because takers rarely do. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's dude. That's it. Yeah. Man. Takers, no, that, that's man. it. Takers yeah. rarely say it's like, yeah, take, 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 take until I cannot take anymore and then try to take some more. And it's like, yeah. oh, geez, no, I can't. I can't let you do that. I can't. Yeah. And even I think sometimes you think takers, you think of moochers, you think of guys yeah. that will just take your your things. But there are emotional takers, man. I mean, the the fact is, is that, and it's like we said earlier, the emotional ones, those are the ones who are the most dangerous. Yeah. Because if you were around a person who took stuff from you, right. you notice stuff missing. Ooh, this is good. You notice stuff missing. Right. But if you have someone who is taking your emotions... That's a little harder, mainly because, number one, sometimes we get caught up in our own vanity and we think, especially when you're a nice person, yeah. oh, I can save the world, I can give, I have enough love for, yeah. and when you meet those people who truly test that theory, right? it's really, really, like, surprising, even to yourself, like, holy, like, the first time they ever drain you really, really good, Yeah, you're almost shocked. You're sitting there after they're gone, like, holy fuck. Fuck, I did not realize that just hanging out with somebody could be this tiring. Yeah. Like, wow. Like, all my other interactions have been cool, but that's because you weren't with a true taker. Right. Yeah. That is an interesting point to the fact <clears throat> that if someone starts stealing your things, you're going to be like, all right, uh, that person's terrible. They're right. taking my things. Right. But when they're taking your emotional uh, bandwidth, Oh, or yeah. just your time in general, right. you're more like, well, that's not an actual thing. Right. It's like, it is. It Look. You only have so the, much. Time is the one thing you can never get back. Yeah. A. B. It's like it. your emotions, even though they're not in this bottle. <laughs> yeah. Once this bottle is empty, it's gone. Right. And, and, it's, and it's like when this bottle represents your spirit your your mind your your emotions yeah it's like once that shit is gone yeah you're just like you don't even have enough for yourself right and that's the one person that you should always save something for yeah you know no matter what they say family yeah friends sure spouse great kids wonderful but and it goes back to what I said earlier. If you you have to take care of yourself first yeah. before you can take care. And it's like if you will find yourself being sick, like physically ill. Yeah. From dealing with people like that, because it fucks with your immunity. Oh, people sure. don't think that it does, but it really fucks with your immunity. Yeah. Like you if you're always wore out from dealing with other people, eventually you're just like shit i'm sick right <laughs> i don't ever get sick and now i'm sick as a fucking dog like i don't understand well it's because that person has fucked with your equilibrium yeah like the, the and i'm talking about equilibrium not just balance and shit yeah but just the entire balance of life yeah you can't oh man you can't move that brain space into something new because it's gone yep so now you're trying to get stuff done at work and you're like i can't even do I don't know. I can't. I don't know what I'm doing. And the reason being is because that that one like two hours you spent with oh, a yeah. person has has now depleted any sort of. And and the fucked up thing about it is, and it's just like you said when you're at work, it's like not only have they depleted that space, it 
infests other areas because now when you're supposed to be concentrating on work, yeah. you're busy thinking about this person. Yeah. When you're supposed to be enjoying time with other people, you're busy thinking about this person. Oh man. It's ridiculous. What about this? Let's take it into like rom- <coughs> like romantic relationships or something, okay? <laughs> this is why I don't You're probably similar too if you like being alone a lot. You know people that are in relationships all the time and whatever. Yeah. And I don't really get that cuz it's that sort of for me I'm like I don't have that time to be thinking about another person cuz I've done that. I've been in like kind of I've n- like not I've never really been in a long-term relationship, but I've been mm-hmm. I've had people on my mind where they're kind of I don't know. They're occupying that brain space. And I'm just like, I got to get them out of there because this is this is draining me. I got to be honest with you. That's the one place I am different. Okay. I have been I have spent a lot of my life in long term relationships. OK, my thing has always been, though, even as a small offshoot of that. I'm a person that when I get into a relationship, I want to spend my time primarily with that person. I don't want to be around a lot of other people. Okay. So it's still a matter of a private space, but it's like one other person in it, and then we bolt the doors, and it's just me and you. Okay. I like it's it. like that's, a, you're a romantic. I am. Yeah. No, I, I 100% am. That's okay. an absolute. Um, so therefore, that's the kind of personal relationships. But at the same time, it's still that similar theory of... I don't want to spend my time thinking about a whole bunch of other people. I just want to be with you. Yeah. My fiance now, she is super into her family. Unfortunately, okay. her father recently passed, which I love that guy. He was a great dude. Yeah. But she's one of the people, she's one of those people who like her mother and her mother is like her best friend. Right. And I'm talking about they be silly together. Nothing is off limits for them yeah. to talk about. Blase whoop. Yeah. And I, and I love her mom. I think her mother is a wonderful person. Right. I have no problems with her mother. Her sister, they have a few issues. I still think her sister is a decent person. I like her sister. I love her sister. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times... My, I don't want to do things with other people. I want it to just be me and her. And she's a person who likes group interaction, like group activities. Not saying she likes the world. She's kind of an introvert herself. Yeah. But excuse me, but those people she would love to have along, love to have around. Right. And I'm just kind of like, I just want it to be me and you. You just want to lock the doors. Yes. Yeah. That's what I want. Well, that's interesting because what you really do then is you kind of develop this sense of who I am is me and this person. To a point, yeah. Because then you're saying, I want to be alone. And then in your head, alone doesn't mean just Phil Pointer. It means Here's the crazy part. I'm a romantic. Yeah. I really am. But it's kind of an all or nothing nothing thing. Yeah. It's kind of, it's me and you or it's just me. Okay. Like there's no half in, half out. Like I, I'm still an individual in my relationship. I still do what I want, what I have to, what I need to do. But I am in the mind space of, I have another person that I am connected with. So I can't just ignore the fact that she's there. Yeah. But if I'm not in a relationship, there is nobody else there. Right. Like I'm not worried about. Who, if I want to go and hang out and kick it, I'm going to go hang out and kick it. Right. If I want to lock myself in my house, when I was single, 
it was nothing for me, especially if I didn't have to work on Saturday because yeah. the job I have Saturday, we're off closed Sunday. If I didn't have anything to do with my family, I would literally go into my house Friday after I got off work. Right. And would not interact with another human being until Monday morning when it's time for me to go to work again. Those are great weekends. Oh, I used to love them. Glorious. When I was single, yeah. I used to lo- like that was my yeah. thing. That's what I did. And I was perfect with it. Okay. Here, okay, here's I'm putting this together now. Maybe this isn't fully fleshed out, but I'm the same way. I put people into my life. I don't live amongst people, right. but I, I have a base of just like Joey is alone. Right. And then I'll allocate time for Phil Pointer. But Understandable. Oh, Phil, come yeah. over. Yeah. You're going to be here, but then you're going to leave. Yeah. All right. And, 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 you know what I mean? Or like I'll go out to a. Hell yes. You know what I mean? Like I'll go or I'll go Hell to like. Yes. I don't like even having people here. I lose control. Oh, yeah. If I'm out somewhere, I can be like, oh, I'm interacting with those people and I'm done going back to alone time. But if someone's here, here, it's like I've lost all control. I was always the first person to leave a party. Okay. I was never the last person. Right. I would hang out. I would kick it. Yeah. I would have a great time. And everybody was like, yeah, this thing is just getting in full swing. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm leaving. Y'all take care. Right. Yeah. And I know that the only place I'm going back to is my apartment. Right. <laughs> yeah. Where there is nobody but me. And I used to just be like, I don't want to be anywhere too long. Yeah. And, and and that's part of the reason why I guess I didn't answer the door, because like you said, right. you lose that when somebody is there, you're eventually like, okay, when you're leaving. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even like that feeling of like, I, I'm out of control. Yeah. I no, I can't do this. I feel you. And then, I feel you. Because it's that, it, it's the, and, but some people are different than us. Even you, when you're with a girl, it's just yeah. like, she comes, she goes, it's cool. Like, it doesn't really matter, because right. like we are together right and a lot of people are like that in general like they'll live with a ton of roommates and whatever the people will come and go my brother's that way so he he feels it it doesn't he doesn't need that he lives he is alone and he is like enjoying life right amongst other people so the party never ends right for us we're like yeah you can have two hours you can Mm -hmm. have lunch you can have an evening right. oh I'll be with this group but then I'm done mm-hmm. we're like keeping it in control we're allocating time for different people and we like you know what I might be the last guy to leave a party sometime I might but that's my that's if I'm having that, a good time that's my choice that's my choice that's my choice right. exactly I tell you this and truth be told like I'm gonna get to that in a second yeah um, I got luckily and I say luckily because of the type of people that we are when it comes to people coming to our house yeah I luckily got to a point where it became comfortable to kick people out. Yeah. Like that, it took a while. Yeah. But it eventually happened to where it was okay for me. And and it was just like, okay, love y'all dearly. Peace. Y'all got to go. <laughs> Sorry. They, they were chilling y'all about gotta it. Go. And it, look, this was a small core of friends who understood who I was. And that's cool. And that was the good part. Yeah. It was people who understood and that was the the wonderful thing about right. this group of people. And it was like, okay, y'all got to go. All right, cool. We'll see you later. Peace. Take care. Yeah. You know, and it was, and I didn't have to be like a super asshole about it to be like, right. all right, well, I'm about to do whatever. And they were like, all right, then peace. We'll talk to you later. Yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah. Um, the going out thing. I love driving myself. Oh, oh my man. God. Yeah. I hate Riding with other people because that is the true 
out of control feeling. You are that is the true. Yeah. I can't leave here until you're ready. And on the other side of that, like you said, sometimes I'm the last person to leave a party. Yeah. But that's by my choice. Yeah. If they're ready to go and I'm not, it's like holy fuck. And I hate. Uh, to a point, other people riding with me because same thing. Right. If they're ready to go, they're going to uh, start acting like they're ready to go. And it's like, fuck, now you're draining it for everybody. People don't realize when they're like, oh, can I get a ride? Like, you don't know. You don't know what this means. Yeah, like, I'll give you, I always say, I'm like, yeah, I'll give you a ride. But like, I don't know if I'll give you a ride home. Because if I'm like, right. I'm leaving, right. like, I'll let you know when I'm leaving. But when I'm leaving, I'm leaving. Yeah. And if see, you want to... It's one of those situations of if you're riding with somebody, and this is something that a lot of people don't realize, you still have a responsibility yeah. as a passenger. And it, and it sounds so pedestrian, and yet I've seen so many people violate this rule. It's ridiculous. It's why I almost don't want to get involved. Yeah. Because you will give somebody a ride. And then when you're ready to go, you know that they are depending on you for both ways. Because I never thought about setting that limit of, I don't know if I'll give you a ride home. I never thought about that limit. Right. You think it's it's assumed. Yeah. Okay. But when you are, well, it's not so much that I thought it was assumed. I assumed that they were riding home with me. Okay. But now I have to search that person out when it's time to go. Right. And it's like, when I rode with other people, I made sure that I was always at least in eye contact with the driver. So that when I see this person say, okay, we getting ready to go. Like, that's the end of my night. Like, right. I'm out. Like, that's the driver. I'm right. out. Peace. That's my ride. Y'all take care. Yeah. I don't want to miss my ride because I'll be here all night. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. it's like once I got to the point where I could be mobile because I did, I actually did not get a car myself, my own car, probably about three, which let me say this real fast. I was in, rec- in college a ridiculously long time. Uh-huh. Like I was one of those people that you see in movies like, fuck, he's still here. Like I saw a cu- yeah, yeah. I saw a couple of cra- classes graduate. Yeah. But I was probably like two or three years into college before I got my own car. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, my father had to pass away for me to get his. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I was able to get my own vehicle. Yeah. That was the most freeing thing on the planet. Yeah. Because now I'm no longer tied. And and it wasn't just freeing as far as being able to go. I was able to go further. Right. Because I was a person that I if I couldn't walk to wherever was going on. Yeah, man. I'm probably not going to go. Yeah. Because I don't want to get stuck there. Like, I don't want to be there until you're ready to go. Or yeah. I don't want to have to be ready to go and or not be ready to go yet. And you're like, come on, let's go. Fuck. Yeah. Like that is, oh my God. The beauty of a car. Oh. Just like in, like being in your car, having control of where that car goes. Exactly. Just like, oh man. I, yeah, I love it. When people are always, oh, I can get around. Oh, can I do this? Can I get, it's just like, just I, like get, and I, cause I used to have a friend that I would always give, oh man, not to like derail it kind of, but right. what about this dude? Here's what I hate. Sometimes you'll get, you'll give someone a ride. I had this guy in high school, but you give him a ride. Now you're his ride. You're his chauffeur because you gave him a ride once. You want to know the closest thing I had to that is I had, and this is slightly separate, but around the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is one of those people who ask you for a ride to one place. And then when they get in the car, there's like six different other places they have oh, to go shit. to. You're running to make that for them? one place happen. Uh, oh my! Look, 
Dude. That you, is that is another person that you eventually stop answering the you phone gotta, for. You, what you should do, it's hard, but what you should do right there is be like, get out of the car. <laughs> I can't even lie. I've never done that, but Dive it was now just, <laughs> it, it, you know, yeah. but it was just like, I, I mean, it was just like, I just stopped answering the phone. Like, yeah. uh, no, uh-uh, because I know that the one place that you're going to ask me about on the phone has like five different components to oh, it. Oh, man. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh-uh. I can't do that. No. Dude, that, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, because it was a situation, and, and honestly, at the time, I was living with a girl. And it's like, I, the first couple of times, it was like, where the hell you been? Uh, I didn't know there was five other places I had to go. Right. I had no idea. And see, like I said... I'm a person, if I'm in a relationship, yeah. like I'm all in. Right. So her questioning me wasn't the problem. The problem was I was not able to let her know how long I was actually going to be gone. Right. Because I thought it was only going to be five minutes up the street and back. He's controlling your life. This person that needed a ride is now controlling your life. And you've lost control. Exactly. And you need to be comfortable saying, yo you're a you're bad you're you're creating negative energy in my life and i hate you for it yeah i hate you as yeah. a person so i'm not doing this anymore yeah. you may be nice or whatever but like i hate you i resent you goodbye and here's why maybe improve upon yourself by getting a car to start with yeah and not just what's the word i don't know Losing people yeah just using nice yes. people because yeah. i mean it was just it was I mean, like I said, that and and luckily, the the assumption thing. Yeah. When when I get to a point of not answering my phone, that breaks that you're always my ride assumption. Yeah. So therefore, I guess that was the next evolution with the next person. It was okay. Since I can't depend on you all the time, I'm gonna get the most I can out of this one time. But I'm gonna be deceitful in order to get that oh, most. What a dirtbag. And it's like, and it's like it was never expressed that way, but right. it always turned out that way. Because yeah. it would always be on the phone one place. Yeah, and that's where they're not friends. They don't understand what friendship is. They just think, oh, these are people that I can get to chauffeur me around Cincinnati. And and here's the thing. They're always, again, like we said earlier, they're always nice. They're always nice. They're always There's something nice. redeeming about them. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, it's funny. My A friend of mine, I'm not going to say who it is, okay. but uh, he was telling me he had people like that. They were very obvious, okay? Um, they, I don't want to even, it's hard to even say what they did, but basically they went, they went camping, okay, okay. with this couple, all right, and they were kind of like split in supplies and stuff, and they'd noticed a few times that this couple, kind of moochers, wow. all right, there's just little things here and there where right. like checks at dinner and stuff where it's like, things aren't adding up, right, and right. they don't seem to care, but they end up buying this tarp, like, my buddy's wife is at um, like the grocery store or whatever it is, right, the right, camping right. supply right. needs this tarp. They're like, oh, we need a tarp. Do you mind picking it up for us? Okay. So they owe the money for the tarp. Well. Okay. And they also called, they're, they're also like, oh, you guys bring the blah and we'll bring the blah. They chose the cheaper, the significantly cheaper. <laughs> okay. And she's also picking up this tarp. Right. Okay. And so they're expecting at the end, oh, and then they're like, oh, we'll settle up. And they basically just gave them like, 
10 bucks or something when the tarp was like $35 alone. Jesus Christ. And they're like, oh, that ought to do it. And it was just this clear, like, these people are, they're they're basically just seeing these people as like, oh, well, if I don't have to do right by these people, I don't need to. Exactly. And they also do, just to like throw this in to like get you really even more understanding who these people are. They will make like a Facebook event for painting party or help us move party. <laughs> they also and they like your like your mother and this woman. These people also lived at these people's house for a while. Wow. And they lived at different people's houses. I'm just I'm putting these people if they ever hear this podcast they're going to be oh. so ashamed of themselves. But they, they so they eventually my my buddy's like, hey, um, well, my brother's coming for the week. I'm right. sorry, you guys get out of here. And they're like, okay. And then they they bought a house that was too big, and they are doing renovations on it, and they just didn't want to move in. They weren't like, it wasn't ready to be moved in. They right. could have moved in. It was right. basically poor planning on their behalf. And but they it's just your didn't. fucking house. Right, like, fucking right. move in. Exactly, but they were just kind of using, for, it's just oh, like this, wow. it's just this idea of like, oh, I just need to use everyone in my life and... Not understanding, like, that's not what friends are for. Right. Friends are there if you need right. them. exactly. Only, like, to, and you should get joy from doing things for your friends. You shouldn't be... Absolutely. Yeah. like Absolutely. It, it's, it's something mentally, because I actually kind of dated a girl who was similar to that. We yeah. were never in an actual relationship, but we, whatever. Yeah. And she was one of those people that... And and it's always an extreme double standard with these kinds of people too. Yeah. Because if anybody tried to be the way they are towards other people towards them, it's like an outrage. Oh my God, I can't believe that you would try to to do this girl, holy crap. I she we worked together. Yeah. At one of the things that we did. And she like I hated that fucking job. Uh-huh. And I wanted to quit so fucking bad. It was like at a gas station. Yeah. Couldn't stand it. I wanted to quit. Had other opportunities I was looking into. Plus, I was young, so I was like, I didn't give a shit about quitting the job anyway. Yeah. And she was just like, no, no, stay. I don't want you to leave me here by myself. And you were dating her? We were fucking around. Okay, cool. So, and I was fucking an idiot <laughs> and stayed yeah. at the job for, for her. her. Yeah. As a friend, as a whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's all of that. Yeah, yeah, and it was like so. I stayed, and then one day she just quit, and was yeah. just fucking out of there. You never saw her, and and I was just like, no. I here's the fucked up part. I saw her, okay, and I was just like, what the fuck, right? And I mean, it sounds stupid and naive on my part, and I agree with that assessment wholeheartedly. Yeah. But at the time, it's like, like I told you, I'm a nice guy, and if somebody gets in. You want to give them every benefit of the doubt. You want to be there for them as much as you possibly can. Right, yeah. And plus, it was a job, so I was still making money. Right. So I was able to pay my bills. So it wasn't like the worst decision I'd ever made in my life. It just wasn't the best one for me at that time. Yeah. And I made it because of someone who had just a history and a pattern of just using people. Yeah. And I allowed myself to be used. She just wanted a buddy until she yeah. could finally quit. Right. Yeah. And I was the idiot. I was the fucking moron. Yeah. So you learn. You oh, just yeah. you learn, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I learned from that situation definitely. Yeah. But it was just that kind of 
behavior. And and see, the thing about her is, is that, and this wasn't the extent of time we knew each other. This was just toward the end. Right. But she was also one of those people who would be so nice and so giving to a point, of right. course. And it's like, like you said, choose the cheaper of the the options. Yeah. Of of the scale. It's like, well, I'll give you this. You know, I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you. But if you look at it, if you actually sat down and monetarily looked at it, like, yeah, she definitely came out way better. Yeah. Way more on top. A lot more times than anyone else. Right. And that's, I, I always think you're a good, what I try to be, I try to be on the side of... I feel like I've done more for them. I'm yeah. comfortable being thinking, yeah. wow, I've really, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'm on the side. It hardly ever feels like that. Cause I think if you're a good, if you're really looking out and you're a good person, you're always going to feel like you're not doing enough for the people you care about. Right. You're always like, man, you're going to always be grateful and think, man, they do so much for me. I wish I could do more for them. Yeah, definitely. And if you're Definitely. not, you're always, if you have the idea like, man, I do so much for them. They don't do enough for me. You're probably the person that is it's taking taken. advantage because yeah. you're, you're trying oh, to yeah. like make oh, up absolutely. for it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's like you run into these people in your life and the one thing that you can hope for, and even to this day at my age, I still hope for not losing myself in those people. Yeah. I still want to be a good person. I still want to be a nice person. I still want to help people. Right. And I don't want to lose that. Yeah. So it comes down to a point where that's why it's okay to be an asshole sometimes. Yeah. That's why it's okay to cut those people off because you don't want them to make you bitter towards the entire world. Yeah, because you're going to take that energy oh, yeah. and give it to someone that doesn't exactly. deserve it. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's the one thing that I am glad that I have not lost. Yeah. You know, that's why, <clears throat> you know, I have been told and I'm actually happy about it and proud of it that I have a reputation as one of the nicest guys in the Cincinnati scene. Yeah. And I appreciate that, but it's like that's I, I value that as yeah. well because I I I still have that in me. Yeah. To want to help people, to want to come out feeling like I have done a lot for a person that I care about. Yeah. Or a lot for a person that I was able to help. Yeah. You know, if, if I have it and I'm able to help you out, that makes me feel good. It feels good to be appreciated. It feels great to be appreciated. Yeah. It really does. That's one of the things about that reputation that I like the most, that people can actually see that I am this nice person. I mean, right. yes, it sounds like it's mostly about appearances, but in a way, it's about appearances, but in a way, it's also about the good feeling you get from helping others and from yeah. them being able to recognize the fact that you are that person. Yeah, that's uh yeah, that's what it's a that's what it's like about when you get that joy yeah. of someone saying thank you. Yes. I needed that. Right. And now I'm good because of you. It feels good. And you're yeah. like, oh, don't worry. You can almost downplay it and say it's okay. This gave me joy to help you. Oh yeah. But when you're being taken advantage of, when you're being used, that's one of the worst feelings ever. You just fill with hate. And like, and and the 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 hatred it, it comes from the fact that 
and this sounds selfish, you never get that appreciation from that person because that person spends the entire time going, well, you did. Well, yeah, you did that, but you didn't do this. Okay, yeah, you did this, but you didn't do the other. Jeez. And it's like there's yeah. always something else that you could have done in their mind. And eventually, you're just like, well, fuck you. Like you're never yeah. going to be full. Like that that space, that empty space that's in you, is pretty much going to remain no matter what the fuck I do. Yeah, I'm never going to meet like, your expectations. Yeah, and you're never going to be appreciative. Yeah. You're always going to find something else. And it's like, those are the ones that make you hate the world. Oh, yeah. Those are the ones that make you not be able to stand the entire fucking planet. Yeah, and it goes back to the fact that if you have those people in your life, you got to get rid of them. Oh, yeah. But sometimes they're family. Ugh. And that I, I pity. I don't have anyone like that in my family, you know. Luckily, neither do I. I think yeah. you and I are lucky because I have heard that story so oh, many times, yeah. where it actually was family, right? And they eventually had to like damn near split the family in half, right? Because this person was so toxic. Yeah, and it's like those are the worst yeah they are oh they are the worst and they are the worst mainly because of the fact that because they're family you can't get rid of them right like we said if there's someone out there that you just meet for the first time they're a complete stranger you can get that clean cut right clean break never again yeah we're done yep but when they're family like you said they're always going to be at Thanksgiving. They're always going to be at Christmas. They're yeah. always going to be at whatever family function gathering there is. And they're always going to have that same toxic bullshit attitude. Yeah. That's going to make you just fucking dread getting up that morning. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck, I got to deal with so-and-so. And it's when like, it could have been good. It could have yes. been something you were exciting to get. Like, yeah. yeah. No, not could have. When it was supposed to be right. something that you were excited and happy to be a part of. Dude, it's like when, okay, it's like when you're going out with some people, like close friends. You're like, right. oh, this is going to be great. And someone's like, oh, I invited this person. And you're just like, man, why? Yeah. Why? They're like, oh, well, <laughs> they they were there and I felt weird. And I'm like, no, dude, I will I will call them and let them know that they, they can't come. Because <laughs> I was really looking forward to this. And now that they're going to yeah, be there with their energy. You. Oh, yeah. I will tell them and say, look, um, it's none of the other guys. It's me telling you <laughs> I don't want you there and you're uninvited. I can dig it. I can I've dig never it. actually done that, no, but no, how no, cool no. would it be if I did? Oh, look. Yeah. I, and that was the part that I could dig the most. Yeah. It's like that yeah. that scenario that you play out in your head. Like, if oh, yeah. I was not yeah. as if nice just, of a yeah. person right. as I am, that would be the greatest phone call <sighs> ever. Because I could... I Not only could I have that badass moment right. <laughs> of just... Da, 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 fuck you, man. Right. But that's a, <laughs> that's, that's a sketch. I'm fuck you, man. Oh, man. Do, do, do. No, you can't come. Fuck you. Yeah. It's but, me. It's no one else. I don't like you. This is my superpower to yeah. tell you to go fuck yourself. That's good. But <laughs> that's there's a sketch there or something. I, yeah. I, I, I can dig it. Yeah. But it's not only that. But it's also the fact that you know that you would probably be saving the good time for everyone else as well. Because yeah. if that person's energy is that toxic, yeah. it's not just you. Right. 
there's probably one or two or four or five other people who probably had the same reaction. Matter mm. of fact, the person who invited them was probably like, oh, fuck. Right. Like, oh, what did I do? Oh, God, I wish yeah. you weren't standing here when I was talking about going wherever it is we're going. Right. Like, I wish that I could have whispered and you not feel funny about it. Like, yeah. Okay. Cool. I wish I could just send, yeah, we're doing this. And then when they said, oh, you mind if I stop by? He's like, ah, I do. <laughs> you know? I Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's like, unfortunately, since I'm not fuck you, man. Yeah. It's like, I I just kind of, I, I get it. We I should get try what to you're be. Saying. I think we really should try to be. I think we all have this kind of idea that we're a big enough deal that if we tell someone and we, we, are honest with people that they're going to go home and kill themselves because right. of what we said. It's kind of narcissistic in a way. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I can't disagree with that theory at all. You know, I like can't. we it's, think we're so influential, but it, we're probably it's not. not. Even, it's probably not. And see, the thing of it is, is that I, I, those people are so good at manipulation yeah. that they're so good at making you think it's that big of a deal at least at that exact moment, it's like, oh, you just destroyed my entire... It's like, no, you're just an asshole and nobody fucking likes you. Like, what I hope for, and I I can't disagree with the narcissistic part of it. Like, yes, I do think that it's going to be the worst thing I could possibly do. Right. But deep down inside, I kind of really secretly hope that... And and it gives you the 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 encouragement to almost try to go that route. Yeah, is the fact that you really secretly hope that, and if that happens to this person enough times, that they will take a look at themselves. Yeah, and go, well, why does everybody feel this way about me? Yeah, you hope that the honesty takes the the positive route. Yeah, and makes them go, you know. Maybe I, I shouldn't. There's certain things about me Absolutely. that turns people off. And you're just like, I want it to go that way. I really do. Yeah. But I cannot deny that the narcissistic part of me goes, well, that's just a fucked up thing to do. Yeah. How can you call yourself a nice person? Right. And then destroy this person like that. And that's why eventually those people end up at whatever function making it fucked up for everyone else. You're not helping anyone by by saving their feelings. Right. And, and if anything, by being honest and when someone's being rude or being inconsiderate or making people uncomfortable right. and just saying, look, like in the middle of a situation that they're ruining, just saying, look, dude, this isn't cool. I want you to leave. Right. And you can probably get more people on board saying, yeah, you're really killing this right now. Yeah. And that person's going to think, wow, I'm 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 a pariah amongst this circle of people having a conversation Maybe I should make changes, you know? Exactly. But see, the but see again, when we talk about full circle, those people are usually so nice that they're not enough of an asshole for enough people to get on your side. Either In way, some it cases. doesn't even matter. It's like if you did it, it's like you did it. You put it out there. You said you. how you I felt. You. you didn't speak for the group, but you said, look, man, like this was a cool time until you showed up and started saying things that were making people uncomfortable right. and trying to get attention like you really you ruined a good thing and i want you to know that it's definitely something worth exploring it definitely is because a lot of people never learn their lesson 
because people are too busy trying to spare their feelings. That's it, man. Yeah. That's exactly and, and it, it. And it's like <clears throat> you go around thinking that whatever it is you have going on is the right thing because nobody has ever outwardly said how miserable you make everyone around you. Man, isn't that weird? Oh, yeah. These people we know. These people we know. These people that I don't want to hang out with. How unaware they are of how much I don't enjoy spending time with them. Isn't that oh, yeah. insane? Oh, yeah. It is. It is. And it and it's the and it's and it's like we said it's because nobody has ever addressed it flat out. Yeah. And it's because again, there's some redeeming quality about them. Yeah. That people tolerate the excess yeah and you know and and the one good thing about my life now is that i don't have a lot of those people anymore yeah thank god uh because of the fact that and it's just like you you eventually start to cut the circle smaller and smaller right as time goes on yeah and the number of people the reason why i have so many people in my life now is because of comedy. Yeah. But in the brief span between college and comedy, the circle was extremely small. Right. By choice. Yeah. Like there was only a few people. Some of my closest friends in Alabama started off with one guy. Right. Who used to come by and hang out. Yeah. And then he brought a couple of guys he grew up with. And I hate to say this because we are so cool now. Yeah. But my first reaction was, fuck, why'd he bring these dudes with him? Okay. Like, I was cool just hanging out with my boy and kicking it. Now there's two other guys. And it's like, ugh. Yeah. But as time went on and we got to know each other, they were damn decent people. Yeah. And I'm very glad to call them friends. Right. But it was a matter of, like, in that brief span of time, the circle was real small. And it's like that's the smaller the circle, the less bullshit. Yeah, but it's it's still that be keep the circle small, and I keep the circle small right. too. But I do have people. I have a lot of people in my life. Understandable. But I'm not. Yeah. I'm just like I'm not. I'm not really engaging in a relationship with them. Really, I got you. You know, I got you. I'm like sure. I'm open to it. And if there's someone, um, like there's been people in the comedy scene now that I'm I'm just kind of letting in my circle because I'm like, yeah, you're. You're good. Right. Let's, you're, you know, like this is, this is something that hanging out with you is good for me. If I may ask, how old are you? 26. Okay. See, and when I was in my 20s, I spent a lot of time out and about. Being yeah. 43, yeah. I don't spend, the main time when I'm out and about is comedy. Yeah. Like I don't have a group that I go hang out at bars with sometimes. Right. You know, and I think that's one of the small differences with me as far as, the ancillary, the auxiliary interactions. Yeah. Like I'll hang out at a bar for a show, for an open mic. Yeah, I will kick it with these people, and I will sometimes hang out in other places with them because yeah. they're decent people. But for the most part, I'm at home or at work. That's it. Yeah, it's it's like a, it's <laughs> almost like a work relationship. Yeah. Really, it's yeah. just kind of like no, and, we don't really hang out outside. Yeah, here, so and I mean ready. these are these are great people. I don't right. I I could still consider them friends. And yeah, they still totally. mean a lot to me. Yeah, but I guess I am no longer a person that just hangs out on a regular basis. Right. So when I do it, there's a reason I'm there to begin with. Yeah, I totally understand. So and it's like these people are wonderful human beings and I love them with all my heart. Yeah. But I'm just not a hangout person anymore. And I'm not and either. 
I'm not. Yeah. And I'm I'm the same way. And people some people yeah, I mean it goes back to those people that live amongst people. Right. They're like um community or like yeah. uh like like uh like there's which, monkeys that do it, you know. Which is not a bad thing. Like yeah. that's still like oh, it's I, awesome. It's a great thing. I to think that's be. what humans are supposed to in like I I was saying monkeys because there's like no, monkeys no, no, that no, live no, in no, the no, tribes I feel you. and there's monkeys you. that yeah. chill by themselves. Right, right, right. And it's just the breed of monkey you are. And like that's really cool if you're like, nah man, like just come over. Like whatever. We're all just like doing and and that's cool. Right. That's dope. I wish I had that. You know, know, or if I I was, or if I'm out at some place like last night, I went to Bananas. Yeah. We're allowed to say club names. Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. I was at a Bananas last night and I went to McLeavy's after and hung out with the comics. Yeah. Had a great time. Yeah. Hang out, hung out with the headliner, a couple other guys, Cam and all of them. Wonderful time. Yeah. Had a great time. Justin, Adam, all of them. Yeah. Um, Loved it. Wouldn't trade it for the world. Didn't stay as long as they did. Yeah. That's just me. That's you. That's, <laughs> That's do, just me. Do you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and anytime I go out, I love you guys. I will kick it. We will have a great time as long as I'm here. But at a certain point, y'all take care. Yeah. I'm headed home. Do it for you, man. <laughs> yeah. Do it for just like, oh, this is, I've reached the point where I'm done here. Get in your car, your car, drive home. Your car. <laughs> drive home drunk <laughs> from McLeavy's. Wasted. You know what? More times than I care to admit. <laughs> nah, dude, I'm just playing. Nah, I mean, you know, uh, it is not, funny. Not hammer drunk, no, but know, enough dude. to where I know how many I can have and still not have to take a breathalyzer right. at some point in the night. Totally. Like, yeah. Yep. I'm. Uh, this is my. Yep. Go ahead. Let me tell. Let me. Let me cash out my tab. Um, right. I've had the exact amount that I will not have to encounter Green County or Green yeah. Township, Cincinnati PD. Like the only rain. nice thing about sharing a ride or being in someone else's in control. That's the nice thing yeah. where you can yeah, be like, you can, I don't have to sweat this. Exactly. I I don't have to. You know, I can drink. Yep. So, yeah, that's uh, that's about it, though, man. I think. So, yeah, we better wrap this up. But, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was, trust me, I was looking at the clock. So, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Do you, uh, so if you can, kind of what we've been talking about, kind of like surprise us on you, probably didn't have um, as much of the idea prepared, but like, what would you synopsis, like, if someone could learn from what we're talking about, how would you kind of put that into a sentence or two? Honestly, the, the one statement that's already been said is to me the the summation of this entire conversation, which is that givers have to set limits because takers rarely do. Like make yourself feel good yeah. in your interactions with other people. Yeah. Like that's gonna be the main thing because that's the way that you still be a nice person. If you're a nice person, yeah. That's how you continue to be a nice person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. Yeah. And I'll I'll tag that with if there's someone in your life that you dread spending time with, um, and they're not family. Great, right. it's more complicated, obviously, but oh, so much. Cut them out. Ding 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 ding. Yep. Man, thank you very much. This has been a wonderful time. Yeah, man. Do you have uh, Do you have any dates to plug? Uh, I am. You seem to like got stuff all the time. <laughs> you know what? Right now I'm at, at a super busy, but I know that. Uh, I'm going to be in the Funniest Person contest. Cool. So, you know, I would love for people to come out for that. Um, May 5th, I am at Wiley's. Cool. Uh, for the birthday show for, jeez, uh, you're going to ask me a name. I'm going to... You better figure it out. I know, right? Yeah. Oh, I feel like a... 
it's their birthday. It's I'll just cut this out. <laughs> it's the beauty of it. Donnie Cryer. Cool. It's her birthday on uh, May 5th, and she's doing a show at Wiley's. Nice. And then the next thing I have after that is the first weekend in June, I am hosting at Funny Bone. Oh, nice, man. So, That's yeah. awesome. So Sweet. You got uh, a Twitter or anything? Uh, My Twitter Maybe. is Phil Pointer Psychotic 11, which is spelled P-S-I-C-H-O-T-I-C. It's a fraternity thing. Nice. And uh, Facebook, Phil Pointer, uh, YouTube, Phil Pointer, not the minister. <laughs> Wait, you're not the minister? <laughs> no, there actually is a minister named Phil Pointer I, yeah. who has video. I'm like, holy, that the first time I fucking looked up my own yeah. name, I was like. <laughs> is he big enough that you've changed your name? No. Okay. But <laughs> All right, well, that's good. Yeah. Actually, even if he was big enough, I probably still wouldn't just so I can get the it. hits. I'd be like, this minister is foul. Look here. This guy, holy shit. What in the world? But yeah, so Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. uh, Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks a lot, man. Thank you. All right. Later. Later.